I'll always tell it like it is. That's the bottom line. If you just living to exist, you want borrowed time. Don't ever let them take you so no, no, no. Don't ever let them take you so no, no, no. I've always tell it like it is. That's the bottom line. If you just living to exist, you want borrowed time. Don't ever let them take you so no, no, no. Don't ever let them take you so no, no, no. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line, yeah. That's the bottom. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom. So it doesn't start when you leave the program, right? It doesn't stop. It starts, and you can really get this. And guess, check this out. You taught me this, and you don't even know it since you're bringing up surprises. You can hang out in Miami. We didn't have to drink. You didn't drink it. I didn't have to drink pina coladas so people can guess. You can hang out with some cool people that are sober. Mm. It's like becoming a born-again Christian. Right? And I am that. You yeah. uh, jail helped me with Amen. that. Amen. Yeah. You know, uh, people go, oh, you found Jesus when you went to jail. Damn, it's a good place to find him. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I can get down, but I can't get down in Rikers with 15,000 of them. Yep. You know, so Jesus helped me, like Gideon. So when we get going, I'm starting to lie. Wow, I get to pick my family. So right now, anybody comes to our program, I'm like, Wow, I'm going to be friends with that person for the rest of my life. So I got to get them better. You know, and now all of a sudden, because look, we say at Rebound, uh, uh, empathy and structure makes you family. Because just blood makes you related. Yeah, sure. You know, I got some people in my family right now, you know, uh, when they call, I, I hit that little button on the side when I just, just discovered about about four months ago. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know you could no, hit the I button? Didn't know I could do that. Uh, I, so... Now I hit that button, but I just learned this three months ago, that they know when you do that. Mm. Uh, so I'd be like, I didn't know you called, man. <laughs> A brother. You know, you said something that was really important to me about other people's sort of opinion of mm -hmm. who Jason is now. And Jason's down there in Florida. You're hiding. You know, you're doing. To me, life is right now where your feet are, right? It's not. I got to get somewhere. I got to do something. It's right now. What Am I happy right now where my feet are, right? Am I pleased with who I am right now today? Not yesterday and not next week. Am I happy with the person that I am today? And where is my spiritual condition today, right? It don't matter. People, I don't, people's opinions of what I should be doing or what they think, you know, I, I, we spoke before we started today and, and, you know, we're here in my production studio, right? And, I'm not interested in the mainstream. I'm not interested in making Die Hard 27, mm -hmm. right? I'm interested in doing things that are going to change the world, right? I want to have an impact. I want to use the little bit of time that I have left on this planet to be of service to others, right? Because that's where I find my joy, right? That's where I find, that's a passion for me, mm -hmm. is to be of service. Even though, and I've said it on this podcast a, a thousand times probably, is when somebody asks me to be of service to them or to somebody they know, my first initial thought right away before I have to catch myself is, no, mm -hmm. I don't want to help you, right? I want to isolate. I want to do this. I want to be this other person. I think I'm somebody, you, you, who are you asking to help you? So I have to get the word yes out of my mouth as quickly as possible before I can think, right? Because I've made a commitment to God, right? to be of service to others, right? And, and that's what he's calling me to do. So I don't, you know, I had a couple of guys who are my partners in 
our production company, and they put a couple of dollars that they worked hard to get mm -hmm. into the business. And I may have been slightly deceptive with them, right, going in, right? I got the money. I was like, yeah, we're going to make some movies, blah, 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 blah. And then they came in, and then I was like, oh, by the way, I'm not interested in, you know, that. I'm interested in this and what, what are we going to do to educate people, right, and to evangelize people when possible and, and, to, and to make a difference in this world. And to my great joy, they were like, well, we really were investing in you, not so much whatever the work is. We were investing in you, which was such a beautiful feeling to hear somebody say that. And I want to say something to you. I, so I did a very minimal amount of research. Mm-hmm getting ready to do this podcast with you, right? And I watched a couple of other podcasts with you on them, little interviews, and I don't even know if they called them podcasts back then, right? Brother, man, I can see the joy in your eyes. I can hear the passion when you talk. I got goosebumps, man. I'm so happy for you, right? And I'm so happy for the people that will come in contact with you, right? Because it's all over you. It's, it's exuding from you, right? And that passion is contagious. And you've talked about that now for the last, whatever, how long we've been sitting here, about doing all these things and being an example. Not just saying, oh, you're going to go jump out of an airplane. Mm -hmm. But I'm on the plane with you. I'm mm -hmm. jumping too, right? I'm up at three. I'm at the gym. I'm in, I'm in the groups. Like, that passion, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care... If somebody comes tomorrow and offers you a job on CBS doing basketball games, right? You're right. You ain't going to find the joy there that you found here. And so uh, I encourage you to continue to do what you're doing, right? And to continue to just live in today, man, because it's all about today. Mm -hmm. um, listen, you touched on a few things that um, you, you talked about your family. You talked about your own sort of trauma that you had in your life, right? And, um, you know, this thing is so rooted in trauma and brokenness, right? It's just so rooted in it that, um, you know, when I talk to people about the gift of recovery, the gift of sobriety, the gift of whatever you want to call it, right? Um, it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work to have the passion that you have, right? It just doesn't happen. It's you got to put it in to get the result, to, to, to get the feeling, the way you feel right now and the joy that you have. There's a lot of work that goes into that. People think, you know, uh, if I just put down the drink and the drug, I can be the same dude mm -hmm. without a drink or a drug, right? And then I don't have an excuse for being that guy, right? If, I, if, I, if I'm being a jerk, right, and I don't have the drink or a drug, I got no excuse for being that jerk. At least if I had the drink or a drug, I could blame it on that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was that uh, a lot of the people that I sit down with are guys that have had a lot of success and have made a lot of money and had notoriety and fame. And, um, and we talk about sort of the factors that contribute to their downfall, mm -hmm. right? Because of all the people around them that just, mm -hmm. you know, like the, the faces of your crew, your friends, your, your support network, changes right see we me i did it in my neighborhood right i started out i was hanging out with the kids with the polo shirts and it was the 80s right mm -hmm. the polo shirts and the adidas sneakers and the worse i got 
the lower level of friends I surrounded myself with, always just trying to stay a step ahead of them or above them, right? So that they were looking up at me. That's right. You know, um, tell me about you're running around with these people, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're just going to tell you whatever you want to hear, I would assume, right? Well, first of all, as we pick our family at Rebound yep. to get better, what's great about is we, we're a family. Mm. And we all have an addiction problem or a mental illness problem. And we ain't got time to judge right. each other. Mm. If you ain't got time to judge each other, got time to love each other, right? And I wake up every morning, and I just want to be grateful. And if I'm grateful, yeah. then I can't be resentful. Because, I'm, I'm hey, I can get going. You know, sure. I, I, I can get going here. I see you got about three or four bodyguards in here. You would need them all <laughs> if I get going, you know? Uh, I, I can get really excited. Yeah, uh, and the, and the more that I train myself uh, to bring peace, right, and to look at it and go, you know, maybe they didn't mean it like that. Mm. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I volunteered and been at a lot of centers where I have walked out. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now that if you don't have the passion and, and, and the purpose to do this, and we can't start changing this industry. Right? In, in different ways, then a lot of people are going to continue to die. Right. Yeah, 75,000 people died of opioid epidemic, yep. right? Uh, addiction last year. Yep. It's just that. And, and, and as far as what people say, oh, Jay's hiding in Florida. Look, I encourage people to get better because those people up in New York, right, who say, oh, Jay went down to Florida, man, he better than all us. And they <laughs> say right now, he's better than all us, yeah. right? We're talking about passion, we're talking about your friends. And Hold on, hold on. Let me just tell you this before you get there. Yeah. You initially told me I had a problem through Penny Marshall, yep. the great director, Learn yep. Vernon Shirley. She loves me. When yep. you went to her house, she had, I don't know, I'm going to say, can I just estimate maybe 15 or $20 million in memorabilia? Yeah, sure. Down yep. in her a museum. Had yep. people that play stuff. And when you went down there, the first picture you saw was me and her playing softball. Yeah. Now that's, and a token would get you on the subway. Yeah, yeah. That ain't worth nothing. Yeah. But she sent you to talk to me, and I had no idea what it meant. But when it all came down to Chris Mullen calling somebody to find out how to get me into treatment, did you know that story? Yeah. So I I just got out of my mind, and I said I had resentment for everybody. Why am I not on TV? Why am I not doing this? I went and bought a cabin from Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony. I bought their cabin up in Roscoe, New York. And I went up there and said, to hell with the world, you know, resentment. What, page mm. 64 in the big sure, book? Sure, yeah. 553 in the big book? Yeah. You know, all these things that, I, and I got, and, and the I- The number only, one offender. The number one. Yep. And I had a caretaker, his name was Jim. And he said, what, what can I do for you? I used to work for them. And I said, well, now you work for me. I said, what we got to drink? He said, well, uh, I can get you some uh, moonshine whiskey. I said, every day, put some moonshine whiskey by the door and, and, and uh, one of them, Joe, what else you got? He said, I, I make my own dandelion wine from the yard. Mm. I said, all right, and put that out there too. And the first day I said, I'm reading Warning on the Pond. I'm saying, wow, this is great. I should have did this to hell with the world. You know, day three, I'm drinking. I'm all right, getting sick. Day five, I can't falling down the stairs. You understand? I'm 80 pounds overweight mm. at this time. Can't make it to the bathroom on day 10. And the time we got to about day 16, it was red rum. I was like, Jack Nicholson. And, and that, you know, red rum. 
I had is a such thing as cabin fever. Yeah. You know, I go into my yard, my Jeep was overturned, my my snowmobile, my ATV, my horse was overturned. Everything <laughs> was overturned. I was a hot mess. And the horse was overturned. Yeah, so we came, who came to see me was uh, Charles Oakley, big badass Charles yep. Oakley, and Curtis Martin. So Charles Oakley been looking for, he got all these cars. He loves yeah. cars. Yeah. So he got one of these purple Range Rovers with the white interior. So he was just looking for, he think I'm going to be like the commercial where you go up to the hill yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's going to be snow and he get to see use his four-wheel drive because we all buy Range Rovers sure. and never use it yep. for four-wheel drive. So I didn't live there like that. <laughs> I lived on the top of the hill, but it was all clay, Yeah. right? Because <laughs> it was so steep. So when you were going up there, he's driving in all this clay, orange mm-hmm, mud is mm-hmm. splashing all over the place, and this white interior. So when he got out the car, he slipped. So he fell, <laughs> and, and, and now he's, there's mud all over him, right? Yeah. So he's mad. Now, oh, yeah. You know, he, he's always dressed well. He's yes. casket ready. Yes. See, I work <laughs> casket in, ready. He's nice. casket ready clean. So um, so we walk into the – we walk in, he walks in. I'm out of my mind. And Curtis Martin is always like, what will Jesus do, Jay? Yeah. But Curtis is standing here. Yep. Charles Oakley is standing behind me. So I see Curtis's eyes keep going like this. So I look back, right? And I was like, what Curtis keep looking behind me at Charles for? So I look back, and Charles has something behind his back. I was like, damn, Charles got something behind his back. Mm. So I looked at him, and I tip back like that. And I look, Charles Oakley had a baseball bat. And he was about to hit me with a baseball bat because, first of all, he mad he got clay in his yeah, car. Uh, yeah, right? mostly. <laughs> yes. And, it, and then number two is he wanted me to go to treatment. Mm. And to make a longer story longer, I did go to treatment because of that. But I remember when I started getting better because there is no cure for what I have. I have a disease that tells me I don't have a disease. Yep. But I also have the only disease I can go to jail for, you know, he told me, I said, oh, did you ever metric that? Did, how, how, how hard was you going to hit me with that aluminum bat? <laughs> you know, did you ever hit somebody with a bat before? Did you go this far or would you come this far? He said, homeboy, I was going as far as I had to do to get your ass in that car to get you some help. And that's the kind of thing. That's love. That's love, right? That's love. You yeah. stay in contact with me. You know, Penny stayed to the day she died, stayed in contact with me. Curtis Martin is always there for me yeah you know and then anybody who i think the two young men who i met this morning right john and josh from yeah. perspective sure. from buying the place in nickel i didn't know them but somebody said dwayne starks from the nfl said jay you got to meet these two guys they're gonna change the industry right but i don't know them so you know what time i meet them eight o'clock in the morning i meet them for breakfast mm. and if i do know you and we pretty good i meet you for lunch you get no more dinners out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It got to be me and you sure. for dinners. It be no more yep. pina coladas. Yeah, yeah. Right? It got to be saved for my rebound family. It cannot be for somebody I don't know. So I control my day by who I want to let in and out my life right now. And if you don't have rebound behind your name, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you as far as on the social tip as I'm getting better. I see you on side of the road, I will help you. But I'm going to feed you with a long-handled spoon. Right. You know, I'm going to give you, you know, take you like, 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 like medication in small dosages. Right. I, you know, I cannot have that in my life. I'm on my fifth file. I cannot file out this game. You know, it mm. got six files in the NBA game and that's it. So 
I'm so passionate about getting my teammates. That's what we call them here. We yep. teammates better because nothing about the brand and nothing about business because I want to be able to hang out with them when we Sure. Finish. I want to go to dinner with them. You know, I can't eat breakfast and lunch the rest of my life. Right. I want to go to dinner. If I know I'm going with you, I'm not worrying about it. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going with Charles Oakley. I'm worried just because he sends his food back eight times. He's going to hit somebody <laughs> anyway, right? Well, you know, you talked about um, sort of being able to go anywhere and do anything, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things that is sort of uh, an inside joke with me and all my friends, right? Because I'm generally the guy that has the access, mm -hmm. right? So my friends are, you know, construction workers, fishermen, whatever, regular everyday people. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so, but I'm the guy with the connections, right? So I'm the guy that can get us at to the Super Bowl party. And, and so I'm over it all, mm -hmm. right? But what I learned early on was if I'm going to one of these things, right, I need to be thinking about what am I going to bring to it as opposed to what am I trying to get out of it, right? right? If I'm trying to get something out of it, I'm trying to live vicariously through people, that might end up looking good to me at some point, right? So one of the, the, the our inside joke is we'll be at a, you know, whatever party, Super Bowl party, the hardest party to get into, right? And I'll be there five minutes. I'll be like, yeah, all right, I, I got to go to the bathroom. And they all start laughing because they know what that means. Mm -hmm. See ya. I'm out, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. I'm totally fine being at home with my, just like I'm, I can sit in my own space. I can be comfortable with who I am as a human being, right? I can pray. I can read. I can watch TV. I can do whatever I want to do. I can, but I'm, to I don't need all those distractions anymore, right? And I feel like that's a lot of what you're saying, you know, when we talk about the people in New York and what they're saying or what someone else might have to say about you and what you're doing with your life, right? Because, brother, what you're doing with your life is so commendable to me. I, I, I'm, I'm blown away, right? Because, you are bringing so much to the table, but you're getting so much back. And you have a clear vision of that. You can see that because I do this, because I put forth this effort to be of service to others, I get all the benefits. All the benefits are mine. I get to be happy. I get to be joyful. I get to have Curtis Martin in my life. Curtis Martin is a man of God, right? He's a true, uh, genuine, kind man who is a man of service, right? And such a great example of what it can be, what you can be, what you can do with the gifts and the blessings that you've received, right? Um, brother, I want to tell you, man, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. Um, you know, joy and passion are something that is fleeting in this country, right? Our young people find their joy in so much fakeness, right? Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to be, you know, they're all on the internet. They're all, everybody, you know, social media, everybody is shining on social media, right? It's not real, right? But they want to live under a perception of who they want people to think they are, right? I don't no longer care about who, what anyone else thinks about who I am, Right? I got to be happy with who I am, right? I got to be the man that God wants me to be, right? That it, 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 was, it was my destiny to be that, and then I got in the way of it, mm -hmm. right? I started thinking anything that was good happened in my life was because I'm a great guy. Mm -hmm. I got news for you. I'm not a great guy, right? Sometimes my mind wanders, and I start thinking I'm still that dude, right? 
that's not what it's about for me today, right? Is if in order for me to feel good about who I am as a man, I got to be living a life of service. Mm-hmm. I got to be of service to others. I got to be, I got to have my hand out mm-hmm. to others, right? And uh, who would have known that that, you know, I spent my whole life saying no to people. Right. No, I can't, I can't help you. Can't do it. No, you ride to the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a definite no. That ain't ever going to happen. But there's an opportunity for me for 35, 40 minutes to sit in a car and have a real meaningful conversation with somebody and potentially put them on a path right. that they're not on, you know? So, um, well, man. Look, just to, you were yeah. talking about young people, right? So when now that I'm a man of a certain age, right, people ask me how old I am. I say, how, how old would I be if I didn't know how old I am? You know? mm. So, you know, I'm dealing with clinical directors and psychiatrists and therapists all day, but I, every once in a while we get an 18-year-old. But, right, sometimes we have a 34-year-old who can't keep up with a 60-year-old. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, so, you know, we got, you have to stay in shape, you have to stay, but we were talking about young people, right, and, and, and how their priorities has changed. Kirby, when's the last time you seen a sunrise on the beach overlooking the ocean? He How hasn't. old are you? 24. He has never seen a sunrise over an ocean. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. The yep. simple things that God has created. Well, it's a different world, right? So if you said to Kirby right now, pull out your phone, and it tells you how much time you've spent on your phone screen time, right? The amount of time that people, these young people, and not just young people, old people too, mm-hmm. spend on four or five hours mm-hmm. looking at nothing, right? When you could literally make just a commitment to yourself today. Okay, yesterday I spent three hours in front of my phone. I'm going to take one of those hours and do something that's healthy for myself. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and see what the, sun, the sunrise looks like. Or I'm going to go see what the sunset looks like, right? I'm going to take a little bit of this time that I'm wasting, right? That there's nothing. You're looking at people living fantasies, right? Well, well, we just on the way up here, one of our teammates was telling me about a 17-year-old girl that they put on Xanax or Clonopin, and uh, she's been depressed. And, and first of all, before we take the whole engine apart, take the caskets with the heads off, the valves off, let's just check it for some gas. Yeah, yeah. You know? Sure. You know, just make sure there's gas in the tank before we do. Get somebody sober. If Kirby has never seen a sunrise, how about the 17-year-old girl we pumping with Xanax? Yeah. We had a guy come in. His name is Tyler. He came in, and he's been on drugs uh, by his family physician since he was nine years old on six milligrams of, 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 of Xanax every day mm. because of whatever reason. Yeah. But you know what? He left us, and he doesn't do any drugs, got it all out of the system. And all it was was putting him in the bottom of the ocean where he was scared to go. Yeah. Right? You know, and you have your therapist with you. We process it. You do it. Before we take everything apart, let's just show people what, how mm. good this, how good our God is and all the beautiful things you can see. You know, how you know you can't play golf? How you know? You know why, why don't you know you want to see a sunset? You don't know because you just have it. And a lot of this stuff about scuba diving, skydiving, all these things would take you away from your phone, would take you away from distractions. Mm. You know, I take what I do serious because I'm at a man of a certain age right now where people are sending me their, their, their wives, they're sending me their kids, 
that I went to high school and college with, you know, and, I, and my job is to get them better. Sure. Right? That's what rebound do. We got to get them better. Right. So I can't go, all right, it's Thursday. I'm taking a four-day weekend. See you on Tuesday. Right. You know, that means, you know, when I leave the driveway, you're going to be glad to see me go for that because you're going to get some rest. <laughs> you know, because we're going to work you to get you. Yeah. But sometimes it's just as simple as self-esteem. I know that's what I started the show telling you. I'm an NBA All-Star. I signed a $100 million deal 20-something years ago. Now it's you know, average, yeah. a hundred years ago. And I had no self-esteem. Right. That's why I'm toying with guns and being reckless and, and, and buying cars. And uh, now give me a sunset, give me a sunrise, give me sober people, give me a gym, give me a good cry every once in a while mm. and a bunch of belly laughs, and we could change the world, Jimmy. We could change the world, Warburg, you know, for sure. I love being around Good, sober people, man. You do this, when you said you go to the bathroom after five minutes, when people come down, you know, and they come down, oh, Jay, I said, you better have an itinerary. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to go with my teammates because I'm going to work. And if you can keep up, oh, what you doing? And I said, well, we're going to start at sunrise, and then we're going to go play some racquetball, some basketball, right? Then we're going to stop and get a milk, uh, protein shake, and then we're going to jump out of a plane, then we're going to go fishing, then we're going to process it. We come back home, and they, oh, yeah, I can do all that. You know how far they get? <laughs> they meet me back sometime about 4 o'clock. They miss yeah. everything until then. Yeah. Because you know what calls on them? They're an hour and a half away from Miami. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. and and and... and so we, by you helping me, I'm finding every day. I'm not there yet. Like you said, this is a perk for me. I get to hang out with my therapists and clinical directors and, and hang out with teammates and, and, and good people all day to help me, right? But it's a perk because I get to teach some stuff, right? Because I'm no guru. I'm no guru on this, but yep. I can tell you this. I can tell you what worked for me. I can tell you what, and you trust your loved one with me, they're going to get better. There's an the absolute real value in having something to offer, right? There's an absolute real value in that. When you feel like, you're talking about self-esteem and, and, and things like that, right? But when you feel like something you do matters to somebody else, that's an esteemable thing, what, you right? You're talking about low self-esteem. You have to do esteemable I, things. That's an esteemable thing. I just told my teammates last week, I said, look, I grew up with a black father and a white mother who moved to the deep south thinking they escaped racism <laughs> and roots came out, right? Yeah. So I had nobody to play with my whole life. Yeah. I was a light-skinned kid with yellow hair and just looked weird. Yeah. You know, my imagination... Well, well, had to create. I had to, oh, I'm playing against you. Yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to do all those things. So right now, I just, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you right now that this is the, what God has did for me, what he has shown me what his purpose is, not my purpose. We talked about this today yeah. on the Bible study. I, I'm riding a bicycle. I used to be on the front of the bike. And I'm steering where to go, and I'm pedaling. I'm going to under all this pressure. I said, no. Nah. I said, I'm going to get on the back of the bike now. I still got to pedal, but I let God tell me where I'm going. God, you want me to build this house? You know, give me the lumber. Mm. Whatever you do, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have the energy and the passion for it. And I might have been one of the best offensive rebounders in the history of the NBA. And I only, I just found, I was just telling our teammates that the other day, I hope that's never nowhere near my tombstone. Mm. 
I hope on my tombstone says, his service to others was the rent he paid here on earth. Mm. You know, that's what I hope it says. Amen. Amen. The last thing I want to, I want to just touch on something. We keep talking about sort of other people's thoughts and opinions. And one thing that I've learned, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? right? You talk about traveling with your team and, and um, I need to be around the right people. I need to be around the right people because what happens to me is I like, I go to Boston, right? And in Boston, Boston is a funny place. You've been there a couple of times. You, mm -hmm. you might remember, mm -hmm. right? It's a little different. You know, like I get to the airport, I get in my rental car and as I'm going through the tunnel to go into the city, I might get the finger two or three times mm -hmm. for driving a different way because I ain't accustomed yet, right? I don't have no, a heavy no, foot yet, cause, right? Because of your brother's last movie. You <laughs> <laughs> If I, when, if I go to Boston and I choose to be around people that I lived dirty with, right, it's more likely that they're going to taint me right. than I'm going to lift them up. It's more likely they're going to pull me down than I'm going to pick them up, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm a strong man. I'm a strong man in my faith, but I'm weak. I'm weak too, mm -hmm. right? And so I need to be around people that are going to lift me up. I need to be around people that are going to show me by their example, right, who, who, I'm, who I'm called to be. And I think about, you mentioned some names of men that were there to help you, mm -hmm. right? Three in particular that are, to me, are just great men. Mm -hmm. Not good men, great men. Curtis Martin, Chris Mullen, and Chris Heron, right? Know all three of them very well. These are three great men. Men of service, men that have had uh, not so much Curtis, because Curtis has been right. a strong soldier since day one, yep. always proclaiming mm -hmm. since day one. But the other two guys are guys that have had public fallings from grace, mm -hmm. right, and have turned their lives around, right, and become men of service as a result of that. And they're both living joyful lives. They're both the most successful they've ever been, Right, because success is not determined by what you have in your bank account. Right, right? it's what you have in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's what the people around you truly think about you. Right, not having a bunch of dudes around you that are going, "Oh yeah, you're the man, Jay. Yeah, you're the man." When the dinner bill comes, they go like this. Mm -hmm. Right, they stop pushing it towards you because you're the meal ticket. Right, but people that are gonna that are gonna hold you. I know Curtis will hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. I know Curtis is gonna call you out mm -hmm. if he saw you or. He, or he caught you saying or, or behaving in a way that he thought was less than admirable, he would call you out on it because that's who he is, right. right? That's the kind of people we need around us, right? I need men of God around me. I need men of action, men of service around me to keep me sharp. But be careful for the people that try to break you up with those people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. Be careful for them people. Oh, yeah, of course. People say, hey, man, I'm all about this because... I love helping people. And then you got a good team with you. Yeah. And then people say, well, I probably can get Jason to do more things if I took Jason away from the people that keep Jason healthy. Right. Don't ever take somebody away from me that's keeping me yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when you send your loved ones, you call me with people. And you say, Jay, can you help this person? And can you help this? And, and when I'm helping somebody, my whole thing is about their support system when they get back. So I'm not just calling about 
the person, the teammates that's here, I got to meet their support system because a lot of times I'm going to call the support system before I call them, mm. right? So I got to make sure that the support system is strong. So when them two get together, I need somebody who's going to be with that guy, person who say, hey, man, I'll meet you in the gym no day, yep. right? Because it's a lot harder to get to the gym. Well, you're more accountable to get to the gym when you're working out with somebody. Sure. Because, you know, you got to respect their time. You got to mm-hmm. get there. Hardest part is getting to the gym. But I've seen it so many times where you, we had these friends. I have friends that come in, Kirby. They come in, and they start drama. And then they'll come back and come back to you and put the drama out so they can move up on the totem pole. Yeah. You give me an ultimatum and you break up my team, you give me any ultimatum, I'm going the other way with it. Right, and I'm going to continue to do what I do, but be careful of people trying to sep- separate you from your support team. Yeah, how can somebody say, "I don't like the way this happened, this happened," and then for Jay, I don't, he's fired, but you stay, or this, this, and that, or whatever that goes on? This is the people that keep me healthy. I'm always going to go with my health. Yeah, right. Always health is wealth. So that's what I'm on. The, the people, that, the BS people that come in and try to break you up from something, mm. you know, when they know that this is where your passion is and they look at it, well, Jason will probably be a lot more cooperative if we took this one and took this one and we can make Jason into what we want. No, Jason's trying to be healthy and do what God wants me mm. to do and that save people from addiction. Amen. Yeah. Well, brother, listen. I, I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. I don't think we see each other nearly enough. Mm-mm. You're out there. You're out there. I'm, I'm, next time, I'm just going to come and see you. Okay. Right? So. You do come down. You come down. Yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been to the center. I've sat down with you guys. I've talked mm-hmm. to you guys. Mm-hmm. But I want to come and spend a day. Okay. Right? Cause, and I already know ahead of time I can't keep up. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give it a shot. Right? I want to come and spend the day. Because to me, just it's the simple things that I find my joy in, right? right? It's the simple things. It's not, it's not going to another event. It's not going to hang out with some person. Like I've been, I've been, uh, let down when I build people up in my mind to who I think they're going to be. Right. If they ain't got a history and the history don't have, uh, uh, a series of public sin, Mm -hmm. they probably don't have nothing to offer me, you know? Amen. And don't worry about keeping up. We do what your family does. All you actors, we'll just holler, cut, and we'll put the stuntman <laughs> in, and then we're going. <laughs> hey, but, but you, haven't, you haven't let me say how the people can get in contact with us. Oh, yeah. Come on. Bring it on. one the number two rebound. one the number two rebound. Help you get into a place that uh, best suits you. And you know, call Jimmy. Call the Wahlbergs. Call Kirby. Call somebody. But let me tell you something. If you don't come to where we suggest go somewhere because sobriety is mighty fun. Mm. All right, brother? Amen. We're going skydiving right now. Oh, boy. Love you, brother. I love you, too. All right, man. God bless you. Thank you. All right, so...